we have someone very special in the studio with us we do. right now. Alicia. Hello, hello. Here you go. Hey, I'm good. How are you? Not bad. How are you? I'm, I'm good, actually. Yeah, are you excited? This is your first interview on air. This is your first interview in general. Yes, it's my first interview ever. Yes. Hopefully not my last. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Definitely won't be. not. Definitely no. not. So the track that we just played, let's just let's just jump straight into it, right? The okay. track that we just played was your latest single, Just. Yes. It has a repeated sentiment in the chorus, like, you've got this girl, you've got this boy. So what is the purpose of your music, you'd say? Like, what's the purpose of this song and a message that you want to spread? Hmm. Um, I guess just reassurance, you know? Like, I feel like it's just the most simple lyric. It's like, you got this. I feel like whenever I go for... Um, you know, advice or or something from someone else. Sometimes they tend to, or even I tend to, overcomplicate the advice. Mm-hmm. Um, the most calming thing I feel like you could say to someone in any moment when they are going through anxiety or stressing out is just, "You got this." You know, like it's it's chill. You got it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No, that's a really nice sentiment. Yeah. Uh, you've kind of touched on that just there as well. But I was going to say that presumably songs like Just and the music in general is is for yourself to a certain extent. Um, what does this project mean for you personally? Is there much differentiation between what it, you want it to mean for other people? Is there a, mm. a new meaning when it's applied to your own introspection? Honestly, yeah. I mean, for me, like, when I wrote this, it was mid-lockdown. Mid uh-huh. And um, I think I went just for, a, like, a drive with one of my cousins and we were just talking and um, I went home and I was just in my bed and I just started writing Um, and I really felt like, you know, music is a self-soother. It's Uh definitely a self-soother for some people, definitely for me. It was the first song I wrote where I felt like I was talking to myself as well as other people. Right. Yeah, I I feel as if there's a, a certain presence in the lyrics I don't, I, I do have them like an intuition, um, but in just, it's just very simple. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just, yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah. So kind of just taking a couple steps back, what yeah. what did you feel like was the progression of your craft to get you to this point? Like how did you start out? What was kind of some of the paths that you went through to get to being with us here right now today? Well, I think when I started music, yeah. I initially started writing before anything else. I used to sing as a kid, but um, I got back into it and took it more seriously when I was 17. Mm-hmm. Um, I just kept writing. I would just wake up in the middle of the night and just like have lyrics that I just had to write down. It was like, you know when you cough in the middle of the night? It was like that. I just had to get it out and um you know even in class like I'd just be writing 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 and just really distracted so even when I look back at my books now I just have random lyrics um in my maths book and stuff like that um so yeah I I feel like for me from that moment and moving forward it 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 hasn't been a decision more of it's been more of a um a compulsion just to write. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that question is interesting because it's just like, yeah, I just want to be able to write the way that some people you want to be able to like counsel others or spe- like talk on the radio or be a doctor. It's just like a compulsion I've 
always had. Sure. It's less yeah. about consciously chasing certain things and, and kind of more just allowing yourself to go into the places that you yeah. want to go. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. It. That's exactly it. Sure. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Um, okay. So jumping back to kind of what you're doing now, we've we've played some production from Pastels a few times on this show before. Um, great producer. They, they've got a lot of good things going for them. Um, what was your experience like working with them on Raindrops and Intuition, which came out before just for those of you listening in well pastels she's like someone i found so she was the first female producer i've ever worked with yeah right and um it was the most beautiful experience i I don't know how else to describe it we just got each other um we're really good friends now you know like we're very very close and she's the first producer i've been able to work with and um, speak about more vulnerable things and explore different ideas. Mm. Um, she's a segue into me, you know, beginning to write my own stuff, like, and produce my own my own music because I was like, oh damn, like, I'm watching her do it, and she like she's just so inspiring. Um, the way she'll like sit down and just start playing chords like on the piano, and I'll just freestyle voice record it. She'll start looping, and we're both like in our two different worlds in one room and then we just come together yeah um yeah i don't know she's just it's very magical working with her very intuitive you know yeah absolutely that kind of dynamic doesn't always happen with producers so it's really great that you found that with somebody that you also just personally connect to on such a level like that oh 100 percent. so what's your process been like producing for yourself then you mentioned that that's something that's kind of been inspired for you yeah a lot of it i learned through pastels uh-huh. yeah the way she would like start on the keys so with so what I do is um I find myself if it's a very organic process for me when I just grab my guitar and I start playing because that's like where I started just playing on guitar so you know I'll just start writing something however I'm feeling in that moment and it doesn't come all the time it's not like I sit there every day I'm like I have to write for 10 minutes today you know it's just like I'll be doing something and I'm a very sensitive, emotional person. So if something happens, I'm like, okay, I can either like freak out about this or I can go to my guitar. Sure. So I'll grab my guitar, start, and like, oh, damn, this is actually feeling like I could express more than just a voice recording right now. Yeah. You know? So I go straight to Ableton and I chuck in some drums and add the harmonies. I usually hear the harmonies while I'm writing the song as well. So just chuck them in and, yeah. Do you find that... With your production, uh, I know for me personally, and this is just my way of kind of explaining where I'm coming from, is that sometimes I'll find something on the keys. Yeah. And then when I go into production, by the time the song's done, it might not actually have any keys in it. Do you find that sometimes you have a similar thing where you find something out on the guitar and you find the idea and then you go to work on the the production Production, of it and then you end up with something that doesn't feel singer-songwriter or doesn't feel like it would have a guitar in it it could still but like, yeah does that happen for you is that it kind of shifts genre wise as you go it actually doesn't okay uh, yeah it's interesting that that happens for you like that's dope that's so <laughs> <Thank> cool <you. laughs> that's very creative i don't know for me i i guess i believe for my music personally like if it started with the with the essence of one idea then i like to grow on it i find that if i take away the the initial base of it sure it 
doesn't have the same foundation. Yeah, yeah, you know what? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's entirely fair. I think that's very valid, um, especially like sometimes people like sit down to make a beat and just ends up like completely ass if they have no (laughs) kind of idea or intention going into it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I think like letting kind of that idea, those ideas like come first and then building a track around it is definitely the way to go. Yeah, absolutely. So with that in mind as well, um, are there any projects that we have on the way is there any anything that you're working on either entirely solo or you're working with pastels again I want to know what's happening um okay so yeah I I have a few little things up my sleeve I, okay. I got quite a few tracks ready to push out I am like gonna rebrand and, and do a whole whole new thing coming mm-hmm. up so yeah I got I got a song coming out soon called Rose Baby Flower cool yeah i'm very excited for it it's a bit different it's um more ethereal even though my stuff now is ethereal it's it's a bit more ethereal acoustic more folky even you would say um so yeah got that and a few other songs coming too yeah lovely yeah we've got some industry questions how about we give uh one of the tracks from the raindrops intuition double release shout out we'll play raindrops up first and we'll come back and have a chat about the industry so scary (laughs) you're listening to soul food on sin my name is marzi i'm here with sammy and alicia on the mic right now doing a little interview do you feel like you're going well so far i yes now that i have the headphones on yeah i feel professional it feels a bit better doesn't it i'll I'll be back every week yeah easy (laughs) (laughs) so we were talking a bit off the break um well during the break about how uh this track was worked on with pastels and um, in the previous talk break we also had a little chat about how pastels is the first female producer that you've ever worked with now we know unfortunately that female producers female music engineers it's kind of rare that they exist because there's such a barrier to entry within the arts and particularly within creating um, spe- specifically from a producer side of things as well. Like there's a real glass ceiling to use that term. It's like very true. Mm. So how has that experience been not just working and discovering yourself creatively with another woman, but just working with another woman in general in this industry? Like does that um, feel like a new experience that feel like it's been helpful for you to kind of find your own voice? Oh, yeah. It's definitely um, – I'm like I, I love working with – masculine energy too but there's something about um especially when it comes to music you know music is so vulnerable mm-hmm. and when you're talking about like an experience having someone who is laying down the beat and you know mixing your vocals or even performing live with you that has a similar perspective and a similar energy it's really important and it's like it just like doubles the impact, you know? Yeah. Especially like when we worked on our first track, Cherry Moon, that was the first time we we just felt it was like this imminent just this vibe. Mm-hmm. And um it's it's hard to articulate it into words, but it really is just like this like energy in the room. Yeah. You know, this energy. Well, even just the vibe of your music 
both genre-wise and what you do as an artist, like there's a lot of feminine energy that comes through with that. So it helps that you have somebody on the production side of things that can kind of help bolster that claim in a way. A hundred percent. Like I think this like selection of the drums or the selection of the piano or, or the way she'll play it is just so much more soulful in a gentle way that just molds to my voice. Yeah. Um, this isn't like a, a diss at male producers, but it's just sometimes like there can be a bit of an ego or a, even sometimes a different agenda. Sure. With pastels, I felt very safe to express my ideas, mm-hmm. to be able to write things that are, you know, whatever I wanted to write, I just felt safe and I knew, I just felt like I was in good hands. I felt it's it's really important for an artist to feel heard and safe and seen in a room yep. both musically and just while talking well that's the thing producers as we know as artists and as fans of music producers are madly underrated and there's a big thing of like if a producer has an idea for how they want the song to sound that will come through quite a bit in the making of the song and there is some back and forth that does happen have to happen mm-hmm. with the producer and the artist so it's good that you're able to find somebody who's a bit more like-minded, a bit more cooperative in that sense to be able to reach the vision that you're looking for. Yeah, 100%. I guess it's also worth noting, like, with the way just, like, women in production and engineering as well, especially, I keep coming back to, but it's a big one. Um, I just looked over so much. It's like if you have a a male producer and a a woman producer who are kind of on the same level of fame, I can almost guarantee that that woman's, like, probably worked harder, has more knowledge to even call themselves a producer in that same position mm-hmm. while like like you said men can take it just for granted or you know they have a lot of space in the industry already so you can be uh, not as talented and get much further um speaking of in a sort of roundabout way we're gonna tackle some more industry-based questions um in this talk segment and I wanted to know, just being a local R&B artist, being based out of the city, how do you feel like the industry has welcomed you, supported you? Um, oh, do you think tough. it has? Um, I, I definitely think I'm, I'm, I'm definitely grateful for the opportunities I have gotten, yeah. but it is tough when speaking about the industry. For me, I guess like, the word industry is also complex. Sure. Um, because there's different levels to it. There's different, like, I mean, you guys could technically be a part of the industry, right? Yeah. 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 In a grassroots sense. <laughs> In a, exactly, <laughs> right? And it's like, well, you're welcoming me. you got people like like um, Deets from the Get Down events. Like, yep. he has welcomed me. Even when I first started, like, with Let's Vibe, that's, like, how I found my community with, with um, other artists. Mm-hmm. And that that definitely helped me move forward but there are other places where I don't feel as welcome it it really has to do with yeah the the context of who who is running the show sure makes sense sure yeah Yeah. and and places like the get down uh let's vibe they're all like incredible we've been doing stuff here in the local scene for ages Deez has been around for yeah, yeah, shout out Deeds. But Deeds it's, is great. Um, it's just like that that drive to like actually support people like coming up and coming through and like give them a space. Well, it's like, yeah, like you said, there's larger facets of the industry. We're talking like, you know, big tech industry side. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, there's there's less of that passion. Yeah. And it's also the idea of like, it's what they want to hear at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Like it's mm-hmm. all to the whims of people that you haven't met 
and it's just that whole thing of like how am I going to appeal to this in the first yeah. place well it's, it's interesting you say that um I guess when I t- like think about doing music and the things that demotivate me is when I think about and I get caught up on the industry and who's listening and who's going to get me to the places I need to get to and you just go down a rabbit hole but mm. when I remember why I'm doing it um and I even take it away from me just expressing myself, but to there's go, there's people out there like in their bedrooms or going for a run or doing their laundry that find my song, sure, and and they love it. I'm like, that's why I'm doing it, dude. You know, <laughs> like yeah, the industry, like whatever, like you know <laughs> what I mean. Please still play my stuff, but yeah, but please like, do, please do. You know, you can use it. You can use it for to find those people and use it as a bridge. To, so, yeah. to build an organic build, yeah, fan exactly. base and everything. Yeah. yeah, for sure. That being said, uh, do you think that, or why do you think that the, like, the local R&B scene kind of hasn't seen the success of places like the UK, places like the US? Hmm. Well, I feel as if the culture in Australia and, you know, like R&B predominantly came it, it came it, the roots are in america yeah you know and when you go to the uk they've got their own vibe like yes they have r&b they 100 percent do but they've also got like their own thing going on mm-hmm. the artists here that are like trying their hardest to make it like they they're so talented um but i feel like it's it's very hard because like i said before like those people that are going to listen to your music that the industry is even there for is for like the ears of the the people yeah, right aggregate. in australia it's like a lot of those people aren't looking for r&b sure and if they are they're looking for 90s r&b which is amazing but it's like they they're they're predominantly older people or people of of different of like you know a lot of white people yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's i'm trying to say <laughs> yeah and then that's okay but yeah, that's why I think that for like Australian R and B artists to make it, if they want to call like call themselves R and B artists, it is really hard. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's a hundred percent hard, and um, you either got to like find a way to make other people around the world listen, which is easier now because you got the internet. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, I feel like it's gonna it's hard to get people from here to really listen to you unless it's your own community yeah okay well just building on that as well like you've mentioned the internet which i think is obviously a great resource nowadays um how how would you say like is what am i trying to say here what would you propose is like a good way for the australian music industry to like build the r&b scene and make that more of something that happens on our home soil Mm. honestly I, I don't know. I like sure, if I, fair, I don't have I do not fair, have the valid. answer. <laughs> we don't expect you to be there. Like it's a great question. Um, I mean, me like myself, I don't even consider like myself an R&B artist. But when I think of people like like Shredder or yep. like Jordan, even like Kite, Kite's more soul. She's she's so amazing, man. She's so amazing. But like, I think about people like them, and for some reason, like my brain just thinks you deserve to be on a bigger stage. You know, you deserve to be somewhere like the UK or America. And it, it's strange because it's like, well, we're a country too. So why why do we, like, put another country on a pedestal like that? Yeah. But that's just where the opportunities are because that's where the culture is. That's where the love for it is. Yeah, but it's like the UK is even, I mean, not to the same degree here, but has a similar issue where 
a lot of artists that start to make it in R&B that want to take their career to the next step do have to like start looking at the US for more support. I think Shredder is signed to a US label now yeah, as right. well. So it is that thing of like, well, we don't have, if we don't have the uh, supports here, which like music here just has to be supported by national radio, yep. by, uh, you know, the government giving arts funding. Yep. Um, if we don't have that, if we lose that, we're not going to be able to keep artists here as well. Yeah, 100%. Yep. And with that, the whole economy suffers really because there's a lot of a lot of money in music and a lot of money particularly from live performances and live music and if all your artists move overseas then uh, all of a sudden you can't put on as many shows <laughs> yeah man <laughs> it becomes a bit of an issue all around cycle just keeps going um Oh, sorry to get a bit doomer there, actually. <laughs> no. <laughs> I got a little bit desperado. But, uh, yeah, I think, I think I'm think i absolutely agreeing with Sammy and with you here is that mm. it's, it's money and it's just it's finding uh, ways to incentivize the government to actually support and provide facilities for these artists to see the success without having to extradite themselves mm-hmm. over to other places. Um with that in mind, uh, hopefully it, your answer is not as bleak as mine was just there, but uh, what, what would you say that your predictions are for the future of Australian R&B? Hmm. Let me look in my, my glass. <laughs> glass bowl. Um, I see a lot of artists here, you know, do, like doing big things. I mean, you got Panya, mm-hmm. you know, she's like doing a headline show soon yeah. um, in Sydney and... I just really hope that no one stops and they just keep going because I feel like there's a glass ceiling only if you make one, you know. You can have like your your goal could be to open for someone from America that comes here to tour or your goal could be to like tour in America, tour in Europe, you know. It's it's up to us like and how we see ourselves in order to keep going. So yeah, if if everyone like keeps it up I hope like I, I pray to God that the culture here will change a little bit and there'll be more appreciation but I just don't know if I see it coming yeah, <laughs> you fair. know I just don't because I feel like Australia has always been one of those places where until it's popular somewhere else yeah it, you we're know. kind of uh, late to pick up the ball yeah. sometimes and that's okay I think we've, we've been pretty forward on near soul I think if mm. there's one thing that Australia got right was bands like Hiatus Coyote, like yeah. pushing that whole like yeah. live band yeah. near soul act yeah. thing. I um, mean, it's the it's the scene like particularly here. I feel like in this city is where yeah. like there's a lot of near soul. But it's funny because like near soul is an offshoot of R and B, but um, all the near soul here is like a lot more jazz infused, a lot more yeah. jazz influence, and it's from like other people that start those bands. I call them out, love them. They're my favorite mm. bands, but they are like more privileged kids coming from like jazz school, mm-hmm. studying it as higher education and then starting these bands. Very different type of neo-soul. Yeah. I think also maybe the environment that they grew up in, just musically speaking, like it would have been a bit more of like an indie taste. Yeah, or like artsy hippie families. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, with, the, with that all being said, um, what, do you, what do you think, Alicia, regarding the... the taste for R&B here like do you feel like um, Nam in particular like has an ear for it do you think that there is an opportunity there is a chance that people are listening in I feel like there definitely is people here listening in I find a, I feel like a lot of those people are people that have come from you know different places around the world mm-hmm. I feel like there's definitely 
a crowd here for mm-hmm. the music. But it's an interesting question because, see, I feel like to be an artist and to put yourself in a genre and say, this is my genre, this is the music I do. Because, like, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm an R&B artist, right? But there are, like, R&B artists here that, like, understand. I mean, I saw, like, this interview with, I think it was Macklemore and... um, Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I saw it, like, the other day, Yeah, I can't remember who was interviewing him, but, yes, Yes. I I know the one you're referring to. Yeah, exactly. And he was talking about, you know, he's just a guest. He's a guest in the house. I feel like as long as... I mean, we're all guests, like, on this land, um, and that's why it's such a complex question as well because it's, like, we're taking R&B from America and bringing it here, Mm. and we're also already like on borrowed land as well it's yeah. quite it's it's very interesting but the people that are that are bringing the r&b here are, are like from from asia from africa from like you know what i mean from all like everywhere around the world yeah so i just yeah I, I don't know what the crowd is here and like who's listening but i feel like there's definitely people listening i mean it's it's a very multicultural country now sure would it be agreeable to say that if people if artists stick to their roots and if artists pay um, proper homage to what the origins of the genre is as well and, and just kind of straddle both things that, that maybe that's where we see our success if people understand where they come from and understand where R&B comes from and kind of just put both of those together in a way that shows that they get it. I guess, yeah, 100%. But, you know, that that like can just be in, in essence as well. Like you can feel that when someone's on stage, you can be like, oh, this person like... You know, yeah, you, you can feel that, but yeah, a hundred percent. Like you're right. It's like there are people that like can take from something, or people that just want to add to it, add to it, it, or build on it, or just be like, hey, like let me, can can I like just be a part of this? You yeah. know? And yeah, I feel like people are intuitively quite intellectual when it comes to energy, and especially when it comes to music, and people are attracted to what's truth and what's like comes from good intention and what doesn't so yeah absolutely well can i just say for a first time interviewee you've been phenomenal (laughs) you've done a great job i'm like sweating (laughs) (laughs) look though we ask everyone that comes on the show um do you think melbourne has a taste for r&b and it's usually like a yeah 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 that's the most like eloquent answer i think someone's given and like a lot to consider especially with that idea of like melbourne being a city where there's lots of travel lots of people coming in and out uh, multiculturalism yeah the culture is yeah. going to change here all the time and that we're all you know on stolen land to begin with is another aspect of like thinking about your place yeah in the city your place on the land so yeah thank you for that answer oh yeah. you're welcome man. absolutely it's been wonderful having you oh dude it's been so good talking we're going to play another track. This is Intuition. Yeah. Before we jump into it, though, I'll oh, yes. give you the floor. Um, of if course. If there's any social media you want to plug, oh, the where, plug, where plug. to send people, plug, plug. Yes. Um, okay. So I have an Instagram account. It's Alicia underscore go underscore home. Um, yeah, you can check that out. I'm on Spotify as well. I'll be dropping some music very, very soon. Also, feel free to give Pastels um, a little follow as well. She's very talented. Very amazing. Thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. (laughs) Thank you for coming on. All right, we'll jump into it. This is Intuition with Pastels and Alicia.